Hi there, and welcome to Isometric, a gaming podcast from a different perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am here with our panel, who is psyched up from a week of watching E3 announcements. So we we'll start off with head of development at Giant Space Cat, makers of the upcoming Revolution 60 for iOS, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? What's crackalackin'? What's crackalackin' you? I had, I had at least... Ten people come up to me at WWDC last week, and and they asked me like, <laughs> "What? Like you're not gonna give me a what's crackalackin'? I, mean, I was really surprised by it, actually. We're, we should get T-shirts made up with just we, that. We on. should. We should. We also have assistant games editor at Pace Magazine, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. I'm pretty excited. We have so many topics, more topics than could ever be covered in one show, but we're gonna try. <laughs> That's our this is going to be a six-hour a six-hour extravaganza. Oh so goodness. just strap in. I'm and, uh, never going to sleep uh, tonight. No sleep for me. Just E3. Unfortunately, Georgia wasn't able to join us this week. But filling in, we have a lead animator at Giant Space Cat, Amanda Warner. Welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing? Good. Oh, I appreciate the applause. That's nice. It makes me feel good. We want to make you feel warm and welcome. Ah. Mission accomplished. So I, we're going to talk about everything that got announced at E3, but I think before we get into the games that were announced at E3, we may as well jump right in and start yelling at Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed. I've been looking forward <laughs> to this all day. Let's make it happen. So in case you haven't been following any of us or, or following any of, the, any of the news coming out of this this week, I, I'm actually not sure. Was this like an interview or something that this started? It, it was after the announcements on uh, on. Monday. Sometime on Tuesday, there was an interview. Oh, there was an interview with with Polygon? Mm -hmm. Or was it just a... I'm not sure where the... uh, I've got too many links open now, so I'm not sure where it it started. But ultimately, there was a question given to the Assassin's Creed Unity development team about female characters in Assassin's Creed Unity, which was announced on Monday at at the keynotes. And the response was, I'm just going to quote, it was on our feature list until not too long ago, but it's a question of focus and production. So we wanted to make sure that we had the best experience for the character. A female character means that you have to redo a lot of animation, a lot of costumes. It would have doubled the work on those things. And I mean, it's something that the team really wanted, but we had to make a decision. It's unfortunate, but it's a reality of game development, to which the entire internet all at once screamed BS at the top of their lungs. Yeah, my Twitter just exploded. I don't know about uh-huh. you guys. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. yeah. Well, can, can we just clarify something quickly, just for sure. people who don't know anything about Assassin's Creed, which is impossible for our listeners, but it, you, <laughs> right. know, you never know. Yeah. This is in reference to the fact that this is going to be a four-player cooperative game, yeah? based on what we've seen. So you've got mm-hmm. like these four identical dudes playing basically because you only have they've only made one character model, which I think is pretty unusual for something like this. And yeah. uh, even for even Call of Duty for multiplayer play has implemented female models and right. Gears of War has and even Halo has been like allowing in multiplayer matches people to use female models for ages now. Like even since long before Gears of War did it. Halo was doing that, just allowing you to have like a female Spartan in um, online multiplayer. Yeah. So not having female models in online multiplayer is really strange. But I'm just clarifying. It's not like they had a male protagonist and it's a single player campaign and they're just saying, oh, well, it's a male protagonist and it's about him. Um, This is like for the multiplayer part of the game. 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, this whole week, I make games, but I'm not an animator. So, in by the way, audience, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse this week. I get laryngitis sometimes, so I'm doing the best I can. From screaming but at Ubisoft, right? From scream- yeah, exactly. All week long. <laughs> Just screaming no, at Ubisoft. No, to, I wanted to bring in an expert this week, which is why, you know, Amanda, she's our lead animator. And um, I actually prepped for this interview today with Amanda. So, I, I have some questions. I have four questions for you, Amanda. Oh, great. So... I'm told that you animate women all day long. Um, how many master's degrees do you have? Do you have a PhD? Like, should I call you Dr. Warner? <laughs> you should. Right. You should, because that is my right and proper title. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that animating women puts me at great personal peril <laughs> because of the mental calculations that, that's required, <laughs> especially since it's my gender. You know, it, it really, really makes it tough. No, I mean... When this came up, I was like, that is just, it's harsh. <laughs> it really is. Because, all right, when I started out, I started out at a studio. We were working on an MMO and very simple programs. I mean, we were using Puppet Shop for uh, 3DS Max. And we had some really talented technical artists that set it up in such a way where we were able to take animations from like any other character and apply it to you know, the character that we wanted. And sometimes that was taking stuff from the male characters and throwing it on the female characters. And the program compensated for, you know, the fact that, like, they had an extra bone here and there. The the hair was all handled in a separate program. So, like, that wasn't even a factor in it. And it was automated to the point where they left me, the animation assistant, in charge of it. Like, <laughs> so... To say that it doubles the workload, I, I kind of have to cry foul hmm. on it. Hmm. I really do. And you, would, would you, you wouldn't even have to animate hair in Assassin's Creed no. anyway. They, all, they wear hoods all the time, even yes. the female characters in the previous... Was there co-op in the previous games? I haven't played enough Assassin's Creed to remember. I Not played, that like, I recall. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think this is a new part of it, which is actually really cool. I, we've talked on the show before about how we're all fans of co-op. But there was a female right. character. There was Wasn't already there? a female character model that they should have lying around somewhere. Right. But they used a lot. I've read about that. They used a lot of the male animations for her. So they and should know the how way, to that do game that. Is awful. That game is awful, by the way. I have um, heard that. But my point is yeah. they should know how to do this, right? Like, they did it already. What? Bl- wasn't it Black Flag? Oh, no, that was... They've yeah. done it already, and they could pull from that. Yeah, I right. think they took animations no. from the male character in Black Flag and used them for Aveline in her game, right? Isn't that what they did? Which which isn't, like, awesome, mm-hmm. but it's functional. Right. It is definitely doable. And the guy who works for Naughty Dog, I've misplaced his name, he brought up the, the topic of having, um, you know, a couple of key animations to give her character and like try to communicate that yes this is a woman but even then if she's roughly the same size as the male characters it doesn't really matter all that much Mm. but i mean to be fair you know like if i were to play devil's advocate i mean you know surely like all the the jiggle physics technology that you have to put in there (laughs) like that yeah, because she's not going to be wearing a bra when she fights or like <laughs> hey, any kind of Hey, it's next-gen technology. Right. We should be okay with this by now. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. 
<laughs> is, is that not true? Like, is there some magical way you can not have jiggle physics in there? No, I no, have not fine. used the jiggle physics. Like, our, our original models oh came with a boob control. I did not use them once. Like, I, when we when I opened up the, the character for the oh first time, I was God. like, why is this here? <laughs> and I said to Brie, I was like, I think the only reason I'd use this is to maybe get the boob out of the way if something's clipping. Right. But <laughs> Do you remember when we were at Panera Bread and we're denippling the character? To- <laughs> In public and, and reducing yeah. the boob size because yeah. we're like, no, they're still too yeah. big. Yeah. No, no. But, I mean, obviously Assassin's Creed has to, you know, have giant booms and mm-hmm. really exaggerate that animation, right? I, or- I think it does kind of come down to, like, not not the booms so much, but, like, th- what level of detail you want to drill down to. I mean, if it's, again, for the, for the male gaze, not to, not to generalize, but, like, if it's for the male gaze, yeah, it's going to require more attention if it's just to satisfy a need and get part of that market share that you may be missing out on i don't think we really give a f if you know right. there's boob jiggle <laughs> like, I, I don't even care if she has a particularly feminine walk right. i just want to have yeah, you want a, a character you can identify with so, yeah one exactly more like like sure. just just theoretically like if Ubisoft wanted to do this could they save time by like not giving her a head or something <laughs> is there <laughs> Well, you know, not a person, right? right? right. So well, that's it doesn't matter. Right. Like objects. Yeah. What does it matter? But seriously, though, I mean, the character model for the guys, all, they all have hoods. You never see their eyes. Yeah. So what's the point? What, what, what difference does it make? So you trim her waist a little bit and give her, you know, slightly wider hips and a, and a rack and, <laughs> and you're good, right? <laughs> well... But she is going to have, like, a walk that reads as masculine to our eyes, right? Sure. I, I mean, I, that's not something that matters to me personally. But I know that the, the Far Cry 4 guys talked about this as well, it, sort of in response to the Ubisoft thing, I think. They did an interview where they said that they considered having a female character in their game, but they didn't want to because they didn't have time to reanimate the jumping animation if i recall correctly what? the guy said when we had female animations she jumped like a man and that looked really weird to them and i really want to see what that looked like and why they were not okay with it because i'm sure i would have been fine with it right oh my god it's, do they even have multiplayer in in Far Cry? No, but oh, I think yeah. they were going to have an option to play as a female character for their protagonist, which would have been really neat. But it's a first-person shooter. Yeah, well, she jumped so- like a man, Steve, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but if you can't see, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? I don't like, know. <laughs> um, I can try to find the interview where he says that. I No, I saw it. I saw it too. It's bizarre yeah. though. And yeah. um yeah. they also said some stuff about how getting a female voice actor would be a real pain, which total lie. They pay voice right. actors barely anything and finding a yep. woman who will play a character in a video game, you BS. can pay her like a penny. She'll do that for free. <laughs> Just do a Twitter call for that and like oh. do it as free advertising for your game or something. I mean, that is those are just ridiculous uh, excuses. Yeah, it's crap. It's crap. Right. But I am I am kind of curious about like 
how developers think that they need to indicate that a character is a woman by adding in certain animations. I, I mean, I'm inclined to think that's a bunch of crap, but... You know, I was too... Well, I was more sympathetic until I talked to Amanda this week about something. I've played a lot of Mass Effect. I mean, I have played through Mass Effect 2 probably 10 times at this point. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought about something until Amanda mentioned it this week. It was And it was that... FemShep, generally speaking, uses the same um, animations as Male Shepherd. I mean, mm-hmm. Amanda, you're the one that was saying it. Why don't you make the point? Oh, just that I really doubt that, I mean, given all of the options and all of the, you know, just the different versions of everything that they had, that they went through and had two sets for the male Shep and the Femme Oh, Shep. no, that's that's confirmed. They didn't. Um, Catherine Long, who is a technical artist at Bioware, was tweeting about this, and um, there some other people were linking articles about how they used the same animations for Man Shep and Femme Shep. So that's, right. like, something they really did for I never for once... I've yeah. played a lot of Mass Effect, and I never one time went, like, Shepard, you know, Femme Shep looks masculine. She just doesn't. She acts and looks like a soldier. And... You know, my interpretation of it is unless, you know, Ubisoft is planning on making her, like, super sexual assassin, if mm-hmm. they want to just have her move like a soldier, like someone efficiently. Like, yeah. you know, Ezio, I've played a lot of that. He's very graceful. It, it, it seems like that would work to me. Yeah, I agree. And I also remember um, one of the first pieces that I read about this several years ago was about Borderlands and how originally the fourth female character in that, uh, the first one, Lilith, they were going to have four male characters and then they decided Mm -hmm. to do a female character, which is like a huge change because they were like, we have to do completely different animations for her. And I don't know if y'all remember Borderlands, but yeah, the way that Lilith walks is like she's salsa dancing. It's like this very intense, sexy walk. <laughs> right, and right. Um, I remember in the article that the, the uh, artist was talking about how much time he had spent really perfecting that walk and making sure that she looked like a woman when she walked. And in reading that, I was like, <sighs> dude, you did need to spend that much time on that because it weirded right. me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it weirded me you out You could have made her walk uh-huh. a little more, quote unquote, like a man. And it would have probably been closer to how real people walk. So I don't know that all of this added, we need to feminize these characters is realistic or entirely necessary, especially for games that are attempting to take place in a more gritty real world. I mean, Assassin's Creed is is very fantastical, but but I don't get the impression that they're supposed to be cartoonish in any way. Like, a woman can just walk normally, I think. She right. doesn't need to swing her hips around like she's doing a dance. No. Yeah, I mean, when you play Revolution 60, I mean, our characters are, they're pretty women, you know? But, like, what I really appreciate about Amanda's work is if Holiday's walking, it's not that exaggerated, super sexual mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, I mean, Amanda, like, what is your approach to that as you're doing it? Well, I mean, she does have a booty. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like I've said before, like it's just by virtue of being at the top of her legs. Like it's there. I did have a bit of a bit more exaggerated hip wiggle when she was walking. Like we we made it a little more graceful and then I as I was watching it I'm like it's just too much. Yeah. I actually just reduced it. Yeah. Um, so to say that, you know, the feminine walk has to have... Right, or the feminine jump, or the feminine way of cocking your pistol, yeah. or whatever other supposedly feminine movements. Yeah. Like, I have to say, like, I'm 
pretty close in size. It, my husband and I are about the same height. Our hips hit about the same. And I think after being together for nearly a decade, we move kind of about the same now. <laughs> so, you know, whatever walk I have, it's my walk. And it's a woman's walk. And okay, maybe it's not the contemporary or, you know, the, the idea of the graceful sexy walk <laughs> I don't even know that I had that in college but it's still a woman's walk <laughs> so you know I I think it's not any one certain thing yeah mm-hmm. I think it comes down to in- intent by the developers yeah. I mean our intent is always portray our characters as people like and it's it's never to sexualize them or male gaze. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't pick shots that exploit them. And no, I go out of my way to avoid them, actually. And I mean, I think the question for Ubisoft is, what is your intent with these animations? Right. I mean, is it you overcompensating know? though? I mean, is it like I, I'm I, I'm choosing my words very carefully right now. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to do this. No, no, no. But, yeah. but about it. as the as the sole representative of my gender on this podcast, but I, I wonder if it's because I'm all this. I, I'm just listening to this conversation, and I, I don't have much to say at this point. And the reason I don't is because I've never really noticed any of this stuff. To be honest with you, I mean, mm-hmm. just just being purely honest, I've never really noticed in any video game the difference between how a man moves and a woman moves it just never occurred to me and, and it probably doesn't occur I, I would not say that i'm unique in that regard i i, I think you would notice if it looked if totally it was, wrong uh-huh. if it was completely wrong yeah i think so yeah but i wonder if it's like they're overcompensating because they they think that they need to go that extra mile because if they're going to do it then they need to it's like they're they're kind of if we're going to do it then we need to do all this stuff and no it's really not but you guys are making it like that and that's what's holding you back because they don't they just don't understand from from my from a from a male perspective i don't i'm huh. just i'm wondering about it cuz it's it's funny because there's all this stuff that that i've literally never never given a second thought to which is my you know my male privilege coming through which is fine but um and I, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of. I wonder if they think that it's harder than it is just because of their, their perspective and them not really, you know, living with it. Hmm. Could I mean? I don't I, know. I don't know. I, I think I'm not justifying, but no, no, no. no I think yeah. I think that could be true. But I, I would be more inclined to take the, I guess, more negative interpretation, which is mm. that they're animating a woman and they can't really think of her in any other way besides a sexual one. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, too. And it's not intentional on their part. It's a subconscious error where they're like, well, we yeah. have to have the female assassin be beautiful and we have to have her move a certain way because that's feminine and that's how she has to move. She, If she looks too masculine, that looks wrong to us because we've been presented this particular way that women move in video games for so long and it's often yeah. like this very feminine performative form of, of femininity, I, right. I would say, um, that doesn't necessarily represent every way of expressing femininity in the world. <laughs> it's a very uh-huh. narrow window. I, I don't know. I One of the things that I like about Gears of War is that there are these other expressions of femininity that more closely match how I see myself, 
Yeah. And um, like like Anya. Yeah, like, I love she's Anya awesome. and I love she's Sam pretty. and I love Bernie. I love all of them. And um I know that a lot of people complained when Gears of War Three came out that the female characters were too masculine and I was like, Oh um, no, hey, I no, identify no. with this so please don't <laughs> insult me um so that's kind of like part of this for me is like it's fine to have these hyper feminine characters but i think it would be nice if there were other expressions of femininity in these games and unfortunately i don't i don't know that the technical artists in the field not not all of them are really considering that and i, I mean it's really yeah. cool to hear from amanda on our show and about like how she's thinking about it and and her, how she thinks about her own walk and how different women look but i don't know that everybody is actually thinking about that i think most people aren't thinking about it in that way and they just think I mean, all women yeah. walk a certain way i don't know i it it has to be a certain i think you can have a decent guy that works in game dev. I think you have a kind of a decent person that believes on an intellectual level that women should be treated equally and that, you know, women can be colleagues and women should be treated fairly in, in games. But I also think that person can incidentally kind of bring this certain perception to the table of how women should walk and what his ideals are. And I think this is why I feel so strongly we need more women in the industry because I think women do bring different perspectives. I think like right here, all of us talking, Maddie, you, me, Amanda, we're all kind of sensitive when we play Borderlands and we see how Maya walks, mm -hmm. you know, that's something it doesn't seem like yeah. Steve with all respect notices. No, it, and that's, and that's fair. And it doesn't. Sure. And, and it's, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I probably will now. Because it's because no, it only, now it will haunt you forever. Because <laughs> because uh, Brie will be sitting next to me and pointing it. No, no, because because it's some it's something that you don't it once you see it you can't unsee uh -huh. it. But until you yeah. see it you can't see it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like the they live glasses. Like I feel like there yeah. was a really long time when I didn't see sexism, and then like at some point I just saw started seeing it, and now I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean the way I've the way I've I've explained it before is that it, from, you know, from my perspective, it's kind of like a magic eye painting uh -huh. where it's like, yeah, I know something's there, but I have to screw up my eyes in order to see it. Uh -huh. And I have to intentionally look purposefully in order to, to see what's there behind what I'm just seeing on the, on the surface. Cause I know there's been a few things where I've seen, you know, one of you post something and be very angry, and it took me about a minute. Okay, they're angry. I don't see it. I, there's something I'm not seeing, and then I thought about it, and then I realized what was going on. But wow. it doesn't always come wow. it, because I'm not seeing it because I'm not ex I'm not having that experience, and I have to you know kind of put myself in in your shoes mm -hmm. to some extent that I don't necessarily see it unless I'm thinking about it, and then I can then I can understand what's going on and then, you know, probably get just as upset. You know, but I've had to, like, you know, Amanda had her child, you know, while right. we've been working together on this game. And I've had to kind of, there are a lot of things about being a parent that, like, it wasn't until I started working with Amanda that I had to kind of start thinking through. Like, right. I don't know. I think that exists for many people. Yeah, I right. mean, there are a lot of situations in which I am lucky in life and other people are unlucky that I have to think about, like, Right. You know, situations of class or race. And, and it's like sometimes I don't see the problem. And then someone points it out and I'm like, 
oh, it's really obvious oh, and embarrassing yeah. now that you pointed that out. But yeah. I, I just was walking through life with not a care in the world. Right. But um, that's why it's good to, to point this stuff out, I think, even if it makes people uncomfortable at first to to think about this. I, I know I've seen a lot of comments in the past few days from people saying, well, why does it matter if, if there aren't women in Assassin's Creed? Like, why does what exactly right. is the problem? And um, I know on the Polygon article that we're sort of indirectly talking about where um, there was a technical artist from a prior Assassin's Creed who was talking about the shared animations for Aveline's character. Um, and a lot of the people on that article were commenting and saying, well, it sounds like those animations would be um, not as good then if you transfer them to a female character and would require a lot of work to look good. So that doesn't really sound worth it. Why bother? And I think it's kind of hard to answer those questions if this isn't something that you care about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Is that it's not it's not the amount of work because if they if they wanted to do it, I mean, they delayed Watch Dogs by six months because there was something that they didn't like and they needed the extra time mm-hmm. to do it. They, Ubisoft is not like an indie studio with three people working for them. Like right. they, if they wanted to do it, they could absolutely do it. If they they can find the time, and they can find the money, and they can, if they have to push it out, they can push it out. They've done it before. They did it with Rayman Legends too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be because, I mean, this is half of this is a business decision, and I have a hard time believing that there isn't somebody who could make an argument that the amount of time they would spend would be worth the return on the investment both in raw sales and also just in goodwill from the gaming community that they'd be able to do that. I mean, this is, it's something that if they wanted to do it, if there was the will from the, and so this goes up to the, to the higher ups on the business side too, where it's, where it's, it's, they have to understand what kind of a decision they're making and what kind of a message they're sending. Yeah. I mean, as a game developer, you, make time for the features you really care about. We do it every day and we cut features that we don't care about. So I can't hear this guy talk and not come to the conclusion it's just simply not a priority for him. And, you know, we cut, Amanda, you and I cut features all the time. We say, do we really need this? And a lot of it ends up on the floor. Yeah, it does. And we say, we'll come back to it for the sequel. So I just, I don't know. Right, and I mean, there's there there was another article that I'll link to about uh, Lichdom Battle Mage, mm-hmm. which is a game that I'm actually getting really excited about. If there's a platform, I'd be able to play it on. But they went so far in the other direction that they actually hired a female writer for the female character and a male writer for the male character, and they're individually writing the dialogue. So even though you're playing through the same game with the same scenarios, the dialogue's being written by two completely different writers cool. from a male or a female perspective. And I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that you definitely don't hear about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. Right. I'd be really curious to see how that works out. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, they're describing it as a little indie studio though. I remember seeing like video on like a 20 foot high, uh, billboard on at PAX so I don't know how how, how little they are yeah. but how little but but <laughs> so. it does but it doesn't matter I mean that's the kind of thing you just don't hear about that they're hiring going out of their way to hire a writer just for the female character to write different dialogue I mean that's that's a, that's a big commitment yeah and that's not even just that's not even just going to going to get like a voice actress yeah mm-hmm. I I know if rev 62 you know we're gonna have male characters here and I've really there's been 
you know, like my husband, frankly, has been worried that I'm not going to be able to write the male characters in a way that feels real. And I think if you listen to our characters talking back and forth in our game, it I think it does feel genuine. So I don't know. I think um, I think that's a legit thing. I do think we we should move on because we've got a lot to yeah, cover this I week. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did just want to say one more thing. Like, um, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know, I personally made the decision. I am not going to play Assassin's Creed games until they address this. And yeah, I should say I have a lot of you know colleagues in the industry at work at Ubisoft, and you know I'm going to play Far Cry and I'll play other games, but. You know, as for me personally, I've played, I think it's six Assassin's Creed games now. And there's a way that they treat women constantly in the series that has really increasingly bothered me. Um, In Assassin's Creed Black Flag, um, you start up the game and you get one woman that's a nagging wife and you have some quote-unquote dancers that you pay to go flirt with men and distract them while you're trying to do your mission. That's the total extent to which women are in the game about six hours in. So I personally am choosing to boycott this series until they address it. Um, I started hashtag on Twitter. It's no women, no AC. And, you know, if you guys agree, feel free to join me on this. Yeah, I'm not planning to buy it either. Yeah. Yeah, me mm-hmm. neither. Amanda? <laughs> no. Amanda's going to buy yeah. like four copies. Yeah. Yeah. Four copies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm secretly stashing away <laughs> Assassin's Creed video games. I mean, at this point, I'm not interested. I like already listed at the top of the show all the games in which I can play multiplayer where I can be a female character, and I really much prefer to do that if I can. Yeah, I do too. That's my... Yeah, I mean, I... I Assassin's Creed isn't wasn't on my list, and yeah. I was kind of thinking about it because it looked really cool. But then this came up, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm I'm all set. Far Cry, though, I'm all over. Yeah, I love Far Cry. I would just, especially when I found. Was, did you know that Troy Baker is is the voice mm-hmm. of Pagan Men? No, I was like, what? I had to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, did you see that opening? Oh my! Oh, I'm just, I'm awesome. still sad to hear about the Far Cry thing, though. I think it would have been really cool yeah. if they'd had a female character in that game. Oh God, it would have been like it would have somehow topped Blood Dragon on my <laughs> list of favorite Far Cries, which is hard to do. I don't know. Like I've played, I would guess probably I've played more Far Cry than anyone else here. Like I've I've played through three like. Oh yeah three times i've played through two twice i've played through blood dragon like 10 times um <laughs> that yeah, few it, really yeah yeah <laughs> i thought you played through it at least 25 <laughs> yeah, times yeah, yeah. For, for about <laughs> it, that's it yeah only it, it, 10 wow Bray, you're really slacking <laughs> you know maddie mm. I, I would be curious if you how do you feel about the representation of women in far cry 3 i have like, not played did you? it i'm sorry okay i've played far cry 2 though which is a very good game listeners I loved it. who I loved have it. not gone back and played every game's journalist's favorite game, Far Cry 2. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> There's a reason why we all like it, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, honestly, yeah. I mostly hear people talk about the representation of race in Far Cry 3, if I yeah, recall, which is was problematic. More, of a, yeah. more of an issue for people than the representation of women. I don't think there were that many yeah. women in Far Cry 3, right? Yeah, well, there were two, but I thought they were part of an arc that made sense for me with the character. And they were kind of stereotypes, but they they fit into the story. And I can just only speak for me. It didn't feel like they were 
going out of their way, you know, to be mm-hmm. excluding, you know. So, again, this is just my opinion. You guys can feel how you want. But with Far Cry 4, I, I'm willing to cut them a break, personally. You can do what you want. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm going to wait and see what they do. I, as, yeah. as usual, I'm always interested to see how women play a role in a story if they appear. And, you know, I'll wait and see what they do. I'm curious. Cool. <laughs> Amanda? Um, I mean, I was just sold at the character acting. Yeah, yeah. Just of the, of the villain. I mean, it, it's so, so good that, yeah, I was, I was drooling over it watching, watching the trailer. I was like, oh. yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna usually be the voice of <laughs> voices. I, I have no interest in that really? game, to be honest with you. Really? I don't know what, I don't know if I'm just broken inside. <laughs> no. No, but, you're pro- it's probably the opposite. It's probably that all of us are broken inside. <laughs> I don't know. I watch it and it's like I and I mean we'll talk about the the announcements in a second. Yeah, but I mean it we're just getting into like, it a little now. And I and I've talked already about how burned out I am on first person shooters to begin with. And it's just I'm I'm getting kinda tired of seeing people getting mm-hmm. shipped in the neck. <laughs> I would I, never talk about yeah, I don't know. I, I mean yeah. I can't I, relate to that at all, so I don't really yeah, know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it seems like, and this is just like a general theme that I noticed, at least in the Sony presentation, is that it just seemed like we've got all of this processing power now, and what we're going to do is we're just going to make the blood really <laughs> shiny, <laughs> and and we're just going to have more of it spurt out, and it's gonna, and it's just, I don't know what it, I don't know what it, maybe I'm just becoming an old man. I don't think that's a fair assessment. If you look at what the technology for this generation lets you do, it's more textures. I mean, you saw the yeah. the Batman um, Arkham Arkham no, Knight. No, and it, it's not it's not right. every game to be sure, but it's like I'm looking at you know it's like the suit. I think it's because I saw the Suda Fifty One game. I mean, we may as well talk about the PlayStation One to start with now that we're already talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I know we're going out of order, but I mean, there was the Suda Fifty One thing, right? right before Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. X right with Metal Gear Solid right after that and I don't know what it and, and there was Bloodborne in there too Ugh. and it just seemed like I mean they and they were interspersing it with other stuff but it just seemed like and, and this is what sells obviously but it seems like they're just kind of overselling on blood and gore in in the trailers and it just kind of got to yeah. a point yeah. Where I was like halfway through that halfway through Sony's presentation I'm like really can we do we have to focus on the guy getting shivved really <laughs> like can we just show something out like the Batman the Batman trailer I will grant you I I only played Arkham Asylum I didn't enjoy it I haven't played Arkham City or Arkham mm-hmm. Origins but that trailer sold me on Arkham Knight I will. I will. So grant there's you that. an example of the higher textures in the PlayStation 4, right. where they have eight gigabytes of power, as opposed to what is it, five two fifty six for the GPU and also for system, so five twelve total for the PlayStation 3. Like there's an instance where the technology is being used to portray a more realistic city and have you know areas of the game load by very quickly with LOD tricks. So you know, I I just I feel like it's an overstatement to say it's just used for it, it may be. gore. Well, plus you know. Batman doesn't kill yeah. anyone, so right. Uh, right. there's not going to yeah. be any gore, yeah. Steve. So yeah. even a sensitive soul like you so. will be able to play it. <laughs> I, I, in fairness, I don't watch Game of Thrones I, either because I, yeah, I can't I actually, uh, so. Game of Thrones is a little much for me, but that's sort of a different problem. Um, 
<laughs> it's kind of even Game of Thrones is kind of cartoony. Yeah, I mean, it's a theme that I noticed as I was watching that press conference mm-hmm. in particular that I just noticed, and it just kind of struck. I, me I, I noticed a lot of violence in the Nintendo conference. So. <laughs> oh yeah, go on. <laughs> we'll get, we'll yeah, get there. What was it? Oh, is that scene where the Mortal Kombat they were like punching each other and the bones were breaking mm-hmm. in the Nintendo conference? No, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the. I think that okay. was with Reggie. <laughs> yeah, Reggie and Miyamoto just fighting it out. It was really bloody. Right. Um. <laughs> All right. So, so I guess we're talking about Sony. So we may. I, I know we're going out of order chronologically, <gasps> but we may as well start there. So I know. I know. I know. I know. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> I guess we can kind of just go around and talk about what jumped out at everyone and and other than, you know, my mm-hmm. squeamishness. So are we talking about Sony? But yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's start with Sony cuz that was that's where we're kind of going here anyway and then we'll we'll go back to Microsoft and talk about Nintendo after that. So, I I could talk about for me and this is coming out more from a developer, but um how can I say this? We it, we are interested in Sony technology, and the the Vita is a platform that for us as indie developers is very attractive for the kind of game that we have. Like the resolution seems comparable. Epic has a version of Unreal on it. So when I saw you know PlayStation Television, that as me for someone who's interested in producing games for Vita. It got me very excited because I think it solves one of the biggest problems that you know, Vita has, which is install base. I haven't looked at the numbers for a while, but if I remember correctly, last year it was like, what, 2.5 million? Maddie, do you know? Oh, gosh, no. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's not a great number. It's not a great number. <laughs> what, their install, what their install base is, yeah. you mean? But I don't have one, so... It's itty bitty. I can, I can look well, that up for yeah. you. Just to kind of, in case you didn't watch the right, keynote, the right. thing that... The, the PlayStation TV is a streaming box that was known as the PlayStation Vita TV when it was mm-hmm. released in Japan last year. And it's a small, like, Apple TV-sized box that's going to connect to a television. And the, it will play Vita games. It will enable streaming from the PlayStation 4 so that you can have your you can play your PlayStation 4 on a second yeah, television. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. And it'll give you access to all their streaming television and, and video services and stuff like that. So it's basically... Like Apple TV, but yeah. for PlayStation. It, it looks very exciting. And they're also going to be building it into uh, into certain Sony televisions as mm-hmm. well. I mean, Amanda, would you have like, would you be willing to spend the dev time to you know port our stuff over to Vita? Like, how do you how do you feel about it? No, I mean that that kind of says to me, you know, having like the Steam Box, right? You know, that that's something that's accessible and isn't limited to the tiny, tiny install base of Vita. Right, right. <laughs> it does kind of put Uya, like, you know, in the ground <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it just kind of rolled over and died when they made that announcement. I was I was talking to a venture capitalist last week that uh, she, this person had uh, funded the, um, the <laughs> watching her, her talk about it was very amusing. So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I would definitely be be keen to that because I mean, if it's accessible, why wouldn't we go after it? You know? Sure, sure. So according to according to Tech Radar, as of end of January, the install base was about four huh. million units in the U.S. 
I'm looking that up now. <laughs> that's worldwide. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, in any case, it's yeah. it's not a great number. Yes. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't say. It just says yeah. 4 million units. That may be worldwide. Still better than the Wii U, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, Mario Kart sold, what, 1.2 million units, and that was probably... Every single every, person. Every Wii U owner buying one, and whoever was buying the yeah. system at that yeah. point, so yeah. The one game that jumped out to me out of that press conference was No Man's Sky. Oh, and that, God. that blew yeah. me blew me away. And I, I, I'd been kind of in the background aware of No Man's Sky, but I was watching it and they, they just they didn't announce what it was. They just kind of went into the gameplay and they have this guy running around this planet with dinosaurs on it. And then he jumps into a starfighter and takes off and then is fighting among and then it's like a, something out of X-Wing. Yeah, like a flight sim. Yeah, and it's like X-Wing with dinosaurs, like sign sign me up. And everything procedurally generated, which could go either way. Mm-hmm. But hmm. it, it looks really ambitious for an indie game, but I am I am like all over that as soon as that comes out. I mean that I was I was pretty solidly sold on the PlayStation 4 before the keynote, but that that game in particular really, really sold me on the system. So this is my my concern about that game. And and first of all, like I'm I like Robert Heinlein novels and it, it feels like a sixties, seventies Robert Heinlein cover and I love that. But what worries me is this. Every artist that I've met in the every person I've met in the industry that is an advocate of you know procedurally generated art you know we call it uh, you know, PGC is more engineer than they are say artist or animator and there feels to me like there's a very quick limit that comes up with procedurally generated content as far as quality and you know in that demo they certainly managed to roll an interesting planet with interesting dinosaurs in it and all of that. But what concerns me is if you're making procedurally generated content, like, so you go to endless planets and every guy gets a planet, you know, you can go find your own planet. Are they really going to be that different with this algorithm? Yeah, this is by, isn't it the beautiful beautiful Joe team? I'd be willing to bet it's not. And I think you're going to find a end to those permutations reasonably quickly without a human there to say, you know, okay, we're going to roll these mountains and create the trees and create the oceans automatically. Now let's create some interesting areas for you. The other thing that really worries me is it seems like the only games that work with procedurally generated content are ones like Minecraft, where you're constructing something and you're searching for randomly generated resources, but it's up to you to create the stuff. Will this game have any of those kind of mechanics? I didn't see any. In fact, I didn't see any game at all. I saw I, I don't cool know art that's, style. I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true, though, because, I mean, you have games like Rogue Legacy okay. that are procedurally generated, and that's a randomly generated castle every time that you go in, and there's no there's no crafting or anything like that. And that's that's one of my favorite games of last year. So I don't know that that's necessary. And I mean, you also have Diablo, which is somewhat... Pre- I mean, they have set pieces and there's like a flow to the game, but all the individual areas are randomly generated and procedurally generated. So and, and those, so those are the kinds of games that I generally like to play, which are roguelikes. Okay. So... I I have I'm a little bit more optimistic about it, but it could it can go, it can definitely go either way. Sure. I'm Maddie. But do you it, like these kind of games? How do you feel? Um, I don't. 
I don't know. This isn't really my thing, but my boyfriend loves dinosaurs, so he was just completely cap- <laughs> captivated by it. And he was like, it's going to have dinosaurs. And I'm like, well, it's Jurassic Park. okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, of course, being the party pooper who's like, well, you know, saying the stuff that Bree's saying and being like, well, we don't really know what all the planets are going to look like. And are they just all going to have dinosaurs? And what, you can just get in your ship and leave any time? Then what are, what are the stakes in the game? Why can't I just fly around forever? And like... What, how do I how do I win? Are there missions and so forth? And I I don't know. I don't I I feel like dinosaurs isn't. It's like enough to get my ears to perk up, but it's not enough to hold me. I need a little bit more to go on before I'm actually interested. But yeah, I, yeah. I am a little concerned. It's going to get yeah old exactly. Fast. Like what are what I have trouble if a game oh, has no pretty. plot at all. Personally, right. I I need a little bit to go on. I need. Even if it's like a very, very tiny amount of plot, like I, I love Metroid games and there's almost no plot in some of them, but um, there's generally like a very small reason why Samus is exploring a place. And even that would be enough for me to go on. But this game seemed very much like you can go anywhere and do anything. And that right. can be kind of paralyzing in a weird way. <laughs> it's, it definitely does. See, I don't know. Did they give a release date for that? I don't think they did. No, uh, they just said it was, it was coming going... first to PlayStation 4. So that looked like yeah. it was still early uh-huh. days for it. So hopefully they'll flesh it out a little, more, so little bit more the next time that we see it. But I mean, from what they showed, I mean, I'm I'm all in assuming that this thing doesn't turn out to be a complete disaster. I mean, even if, if it's a, you know, if it's a downloadable game for like, you know, $20, 30 mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll take a chance on it for sure. I mean, just to, just, you know, to give it a shot, but. It could. I, I. I fully admit it could go either way, but it's got, it, it's got like an X-wing component and it's got dinosaurs, so I'm completely bought in. <laughs> right now. I'm. A, I'm a simple man with simple tastes. As soon as they jumped into the starfighter and took off, I immediately thought of you <laughs> and like your inverted axis. I was like, I bet you. Steve was like, yes. <laughs> For some people, that's all they need. I need a little bit more than that, personally. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I, I bet you anything, like when you start up the game, there's probably like a list of variables that you go through and enter in, and that's how like your seed world starts. Oh, right. Could yeah. Be. Maybe. Yeah. That could be. I fun. mean, does this particular team, and I could be missing it, but is there any title they've shipped to date that gives you confidence that they can you do a game like this? Because there are some teams that I would have more faith in. But when I think of this particular team, I think more of, you know, compelling combat, you know, systems. So I don't know. It's oh, it's the Joe Danger team, not Beautiful Joe. Right. So that's the uh, the motorcycle, the motorcycle kind of trials fusion type thing. Really? Okay. Wow. Well, then they have no bona fides. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, all the best for But, I mean, they have you shipped, know. Uh, yeah. you know, several versions of Joe Danger. So, hopefully, they'll be able to, uh, you know, hopefully, they've learned at least enough to be able to pull something like sure. this off. I mean, uh, like I said, it's it looks fantastic, but it's an early trailer. It, you know, it could yeah. end up going south in a hurry. But I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt right now. I want all teams to succeed at making the game they're trying to make. You know, I'm certainly not rooting for this to fail. I would love for it to be mm-hmm. a great game. So... It's in its infancy. I mean, who knows how many times it'll change 
or or the ways they'll they'll figure out how to expand. Hey, we need something. I mean, look, it happened to us. Oh yeah, like our 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 vision and you know ambition changed so many times. Yeah. So yeah. it could still happen with yeah. this too. Sure. I mean, I'm just hoping it doesn't end up like Star Command, where it was you know the first trailers were really <laughs> had all kinds of features, and then by the time that they actually shipped the game, it was really stripped down and basically <laughs> a boring version of FTL. So. But we'll we'll see what happens. So so Amanda, what caught your eye when you uh, when you were watching the the Sony presentation? Destiny, the the very the thing right off the bat, Destiny. Yeah, that really blew me away. And I was applauding myself for figuring out that the uh, the Weebly AI <laughs> that was coming and talking to you and telling you about how everything was destroyed um, was Peter Dinklage. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> But Amanda it, it Warner, looked, voice actor identifier. <laughs> I you you laugh, but I kind of am. <laughs> Everyone oh, has okay. their superpower. Cool, that's a good oh, one. That it is. That is my superpower. My my husband will attest to that. But yeah, no, it it looked amazing. Like I I didn't know what it was beforehand. Like Destiny is one of those games that I keep looking at the poster. I'm like, oh, that looks really cool. And then that's about as far as I get. Yeah. Um, so to actually sit and watch the trailer, like my ears totally perked up. I was like, I would be interested in buying this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It, yeah. it kind of sold yeah. me on I, it. I was too. already interested in it. I think I name dropped it on an early episode of this show, actually, as one cool. of my next gen games that I'm excited about. I saw an early trailer for it and I was like, that looks really cool. And it has continued to hold my interest. Just the different looks of the characters and the feel of the world. It looks really neat to me. I'm interested. To me, it's the 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 studio itself. Like you know, to have worked on Halo for so long, and then to pick up and move in a different direction. That frankly is a much bigger scope. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, for me, this is just more the business side of it. But like, can they do that again? Like, can they make something so iconic and awesome again? I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do. All right, this is really like the first big uh, other than titanfall i suppose this is really the first big next next gen game that everyone's really been anticipating and it's so it's got a september release date and hopefully it stays there and mm-hmm. so i this is i think we're finally getting to the point where there's a critical mass of stuff coming out that will justify a next gen console on either either mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. for the ps4 or for the xbox one because it really even up until now it was kind of like uh, is it is it time yet? And now it's it's getting to the point where September seems to be the point where you will yeah. if you buy yeah. a PlayStation Four, there is an easy justification or or an Xbox One because this is a multi platform, right? It's not it's not a it's not yeah. a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's an exclusive. It's hard to tell sometimes from the from the keynotes what's really exclusive and what's just something yeah. that they're announcing. But I and, mean, like Mortal Kombat Ten is multi platform yeah. also. Yeah, and I'm sure it has yeah. you know timed exclusive downloadable weapons or whatever that nobody cares according about, to but. which console you pick yeah right. that, that stuff will all happen yeah I, I was having a conversation the other day that it, it seemed like it was it, it's almost like going to buy a car and then going into the business office and then having to figure out which add-ons you're you're going to get overcharged for <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you want the chrome rims no i don't <laughs> so maddie what caught your eye in the uh in the um, I I'm kind of excited for Mortal Kombat 10. I'm sorry to offend your <laughs> your sensibilities, Steve. I liked the campaign in Mortal Kombat 9. It was very campy, yeah. silly, fun, and 
I played that with uh, my boyfriend at my side, making fun of it the whole way. And <laughs> we had a grand old time. He, his words were, but Mortal Kombat 10 looks like it's going to try to be serious. And I was like, don't worry. It won't no. be. <laughs> no, it won't. It'll be silly again. <laughs> they blew a hole out of a guy's torso and then had the heart drop out and was still beating. That's not yeah, serious. But it's, yeah, that was well, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's real, it's a right? Kind of, it's a kind of gore that I don't see as being realistic. No. And therefore, yeah. I find hilarious. It's in on the joke, yes. right? And I mean, yeah. there, there are some things about Mortal Kombat 9 that I'm not wild about, like the fact that the black characters die first and the women characters die also very rapidly. So, I mean, it's yeah. not great. But... Um, I'm hopeful that those things will change in time. And overall, I really enjoyed the fact that the campaign even had a story, even a very, very <laughs> silly story, just because... It really rewarded the you for knowing the mythos. The idea of having a story is hilarious yeah. for these games. And I, I like, I just enjoy them. And I, I also really enjoyed inviting people over and just playing Mortal Kombat for a while. I, I got a big kick out of that, just for nostalgia's sake alone, but also because... I enjoyed the game. The controls are a little bit more accessible than some other fighting games. If you can kind of get over the gore, I would say that just controls-wise, it's a, it's a easier to pick up than a Street Fighter, for example. So yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that, and I'm kind of looking forward to the next one. So that and Destiny were the two from Sony that I was yeah. interested in. And, and Bloodborne could be cool. What do you all think of that one? I don't know what to think yet. That's from the Dark Souls dev, right? Uh huh. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Are you any really any Dark me. Souls yeah. fans here? I I, I'm I haven't played it yet. A little yeah. afraid of really? Dark Souls, but I yeah I've I am too. Sort of uh, orbited around it like a shy moon. Yeah, I rented I rented <laughs> Dark Souls two a couple a couple months ago just out of pure like curiosity, and I just I don't think I have the time for that type of game anymore. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, Steve, you and I are developers. We hit our head all day long, like, yeah. trying to get stuff to work, right. and it doesn't. You know, like, we deal with that or not. Right, and it, it, I, it never really felt, like, unfair, I guess, but it's just the kind of thing, like, I don't have the amount of time it's going to take me to learn this system and mm -hmm. to learn, to, to get past the point where it just sucks and you get to the enjoyment, because that's my understanding of, like, it takes you an amount of time to kind of get used to it and then learn it and i just don't have that kind of time to sink that's into, fair into i mean that. from yeah. what i understand dark souls 2 is actually a bit easier right to the game's yeah. detriment yeah. according to who you talk to whether <laughs> it's like a neo gaffer who's trying to sound cool or or you know a human <laughs> so i i mean I, I do hear that if you're gonna play one the original dark souls is the one to go with but uh, in terms of like the way that the game unfolds and enjoyment overall, but I I haven't played any of them. I'm afraid of Ooh. them. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> can I talk about? Can I go back to Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah. For a go for like, it. Sorry, didn't mean no. To I'm really the topic I'm yet. really excited about it too. I thought nine really rewarded you for. You know, because I played this game so much in the 90s, uh -huh. you know, like Mortal Kombat 1 and oh, 2 yeah, and understanding yes. the mythology. Finish it. But yeah, what, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. What concerned me about 9 was I just want to go to the team member that ZBrushes those characters and, like, show them how to make the boobs look yeah, less stupid. I, I don't want this to be the show where we talk about 
women the whole time, so I d- I wasn't gonna try to get into it. That really but bothers Mortal me. Kombat Nine, Brie, you know what I'm the talking about. The worst boobs ever. Worst boobs. Misshapen. Yeah. Very strange. They look terrible. Yeah. They don't look good. No one no. likes them. They just look weird. <laughs> They're like cubicle boobs. I don't know what's happening. Wait, did you just say cubicle boobs? They Is that look what you just said? Almost squarish, <laughs> yeah. right? Back yeah. me up. They're yeah. very strange. It's very weird. It's like boob job gone awry or something. Yeah, so. and there's also there's also an aspect to Mortal Kombat Nine such that battle damage mm-hmm. allows clothing to fall off. So sure, as as you as you do. Yeah, that happens, <laughs> yeah. and I would say that the way that it happens to the female characters is very strange. And when it happens to male characters, it's maybe like part of a pant leg on their calf. Right. <laughs> Like Liu Kang loses like a little rip on his on his calf pant leg, but which really isn't enough in my opinion when it comes to Liu Kang. But no. right, right. The female characters lose a lot of clothing, so yeah, don't buy that one for your kids. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're blasting holes in people's chest, you'd think more than a rip in the pant. Leg you would, would think happen, that, right? right? But no, yeah, sadly yeah, no. no. <laughs> I mean, but the one female character we did see was like this. Um, woman that controls wasps and like she looked she's insectoid yeah or something. yeah she looked really cool yeah. um so i was i was heartened by that direction yeah um, and like fighting games for all that they have problems they include women characters that yeah. fight against men and it's yeah. a fantasy setting where everyone's powers are theoretically equal and conceptually yeah. i really enjoy that yeah i agree yeah. Mm. i agree i'm I don't know. For me personally, I really like Street Fighter controls, and mm-hmm. I've never, I'm never happy with Mortal Kombat. Like it just, it feels like it really rewards combos and you know special moves, and I don't know. It 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 doesn't feel fluid to me like a Capcom game feels. Yeah. but I'm still definitely going to buy it. Yeah, so. I mean, like <laughs> they've got for my $60. competing yeah. and you know getting the endorphins going. I prefer Marvel versus Capcom, but for inviting oh, people yeah. over and kind of having a laugh, I think Mortal Kombat is great, and I am excited to play. Oh it for yeah, sure. everyone's sitting around the couch going, "Oh yeah, that's fun." Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's a good time. I guess cool. the the only other big thing coming. Well, there were some other big things, but I, the the one big surprise out of that was the Grim Fandango re-release. For the mm-hmm. PS4, which I missed. No, see, I missed this game. Yeah, I did too. It first yeah. came out, so I'm like, wait, why is everyone freaking the frack out? And I remember even in college, like people were obsessed with it, and I never really got around to playing it. And I am actually kind of excited to be able to play it now because it's it's one of those things that is definitely like a hole in my gaming resume, and I'm looking forward to actually being able to to resolve that. So your gaming oh. resume. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I know. Are you applying for a job at I, like, I, Hardcore Town or something? No, he had to apply before we accepted him on the show. Oh, yeah. wow. like, See, here's you my are missing some credentials. I'm seeing some holes in your application here that you're going to have to explain. I, I play well with others. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, so so let's let's move on to Microsoft, who started off the week, and they came in saying they clearly at least we're trying to show that they learned their lesson after last year's debacle with showing, spending an hour talking about how you can run your television through your Xbox. And they came out and said, we're going to show you 90 minutes of games and that's all we have to show you. Mm-hmm. And and they, they came through with that. I'm very excited that threes will be able to be played on your Xbox one. 
that's. I uh, think it's funny <laughs> that you put threes first on this list above Call of Duty, which was actually yeah. the first game that Microsoft announced, and they didn't announce threes until midway through. But Steve's priority. No, you know what? Because that actually the reason threes. I had that on there is because the, there were there were blog posts coming out about that before the keynote even started. Yeah, threes got leaked. So I mean that that was big news, and you know that had to leak before the before the keynote, but. <laughs> They, I think yeah, it's they show. Like, yeah, I mean, finally, a reason to buy an Xbox One, everybody. I know, threes. I know, right? <laughs> I can't wait to play threes with my non-mandatory Connect. <laughs> Matt, do you want to start with, since? With do what? you want me to talk about Call of Duty? Go, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, you yeah. know, you're you're a Call of Duty expert, so. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna buy it, so I don't know. I'm gonna buy. Are you excited it. about Kevin Spacey? I, I, I guess so. I mean, I think it's, I think it's cool that he's in it. I, I'm not like a House of Cards fan though, so I, I'm more, really? I'm more of like a Kaiser Sose fan, I guess. But I like how they've animated Kevin Spacey to look younger than he even really looks in in life. In real yeah, life, <laughs> but you know that's fine. Let's do Kaiser Sose era Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I think it's cool that that a list actors are in video games now, and it's just normal. Um, I always think that's a good sign. And I like his bonkers monologue in that other trailer. This trailer did not have any Kevin Spacey in it at all. And it yeah. had almost no music for a very long time. Mm. It was like a oddly silent trailer where two men hopped out of a helicopter and just ran around in silence shooting people. It was really intense. It was like an intense way to start my day. <laughs> I was just sitting on the couch eating pizza alone. That's kind of how I imagine you starting every day, actually. It's just a yeah. Call of Duty I, montage. I say start my day. It's yeah. like this is the life of a freelancer, right? I'm sitting on my couch right. eating pizza. It's like noon. I'm not starting my day, but I am. And Samantha's in the shower, so I'm just like watching this Call of Duty trailer alone, feeling like a total bro with my pizza. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. I, I was, I was en- enraptured by it. It looks great. I know that I'm kind of supposed to make fun of these games, but I play all of them, so I don't think I can make fun of them. I don't think I'm allowed to. I think I lost my my card where I get to be snarky about Call of Duty being repetitive. You know, oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It looks it looks really innovative, and my I I think it looks like a great game. I can't wait to play it. Yeah, and the main character loses his arm almost immediately, and I've got my fingers crossed for a robot arm. So. <laughs> I mean, put robot arms and stuff. That's my hope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top robot arms if I'm going to talk about Microsoft. Um, you know. what, it, what stood out to you besides... I mean, there's the Tomb Raider trailer. Can we talk about that yet? Tomb Ra- I'm skipping oh, wildly ahead, oh my God. But it's not until the end of next year, so that's kind of, a, kind of a buzz kill. I'm excited now. I'm very I mean, at least it exists, so that's that's good news that at least it's coming and they're working on it, so that's, that's good news at least. Yeah, I mean, we all knew that was going to happen, but Rihanna Pratchett's returning as the lead writer, yes. which is amazing yes i'm just i'm excited i think the name of the game is is terrible i don't know why they yeah. didn't just call it tomb raider 2 everyone would have been fine i even like terminator 3 rise of the machines like i like that movie i'm with five people and i'm still like rise of the tomb raider that's not, yeah it's not a very good title it's really um, not it sounds yeah. like a weird prologue or something but the the trailer makes it clear that it's a follow-up game sure. so i yeah. i don't know why they titled well, it rise of the tomb raider there are there are a lot of questions they left unanswered mm-hmm. like uh himiko because i've played tomb raider a lot. oh no i i <laughs> like, know like, yeah like himiko like 
kind of seemed to, you know, infuse herself in, you know, Lara Croft's best friend. So you're kind of wondering if there's some of that left right, over. Like, does Sam have any latent powers from right. that? Is Sam even going to be in this game? Right. Are Sam and Lara finally going to date? I mean, there there's just so right. many questions. <laughs> It's um, actually a dating yeah. sim. Is yeah, what it is. It's, it's, it's not actually be, an action adventure game. It's a dating sim. It's going to be the um, the lesbian dating sim that the world has waited for. I think <laughs> oh is what Tomb Raider was destined to be. That could make sure it sells very well. So not not necessarily with like. <laughs> yeah, no, I I am excited about this game regardless. I I think it's well known that I really enjoyed the first Tomb Raider. Well, it was, you know, one of the best games of last year, easily. Yeah, um, the game I'm super excited about is... Long Uh-oh. pause. Are, yes. are you getting... Is there a drum yes. coming? Or Sorry. What? Yes, I'm so excited about... I'm so excited about Dance Central. <laughs> I love Dance Central. I was going to joke... Dance are, are you yeah. dancing right I now? I love Dance Central. I was going to jokingly ask if it was Dance Central, but I guess I <laughs> No, it's so right. Dance Central. I don't know I'm going to, to wear now. out the floorboards in my living room by making a complete ass of myself. It is going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> As soon as they announced that during during the press conference, we're we're on Skype with her and like in capital letters, she's like, F yes. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you just got to the Dance Central right. part, didn't you? <laughs> great. No, it's because like Dance Central One, Connect One wasn't so great at detecting your body movements. Yeah, I'm really excited about Connect Two. I'm hoping that um a lot of people don't know this with the original Connect, uh there was a CPU in it from the very beginning, and Microsoft took it out at the last minute to lower the price and made um, the the Xbox 360 actually do all the computations, which was limited through the throughput of the USB cable. So, um, you know, this time Connect 2, I'm, I'm hoping it's upgraded a bit. So, I don't know. I'm really excited. I hope the track list doesn't suck. Cool. I'm sorry. I've embarrassed myself. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be great for you. Right, right. You're coming over, right, Maddie? We're I guess gonna, I am. Do- I guess I guess this is another game I can learn how to be good at. And I, I, I'm ex- sort of excited for the new Dragon Age. I, I, I have mixed feelings about those games, but I always play them. Really? So. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I can't wait for that. I, game. I don't know. Every time that I, I've tried to get into those games, I've tried both of them and i get like two hours in and i'm just like i don't know why i'm playing this game anymore and i yeah. just give up on it oh. it's the combat that i feeling. find kind of boring but i know that's not the point of those games i just sometimes i have trouble with them i should just give up and play them on the combatless narrative focused version and just embrace the fact that they are very very beautiful dating sims i think <laughs> and that, i think i would enjoy them more if i stopped trying to play them like rpgs because i don't know that they fully lend themselves to to that in the same way that like a diablo 2 does or what have you i mean i put it on easy because i care about the relationships and the characterization i I honestly think that's a better way to play the game since i haven't been doing that and i i think you're probably getting more out of it than i am (laughs) i mean you know I, I generally do not like fantasy games. I almost never like fantasy games. I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's 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 hard to imagine myself in a time period where you couldn't have moisturizer, you know? It's just, it's <laughs> or seems, antibiotics. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem sexy. Well, but what if you have magic instead of moisturizer and right, antibiotics? Right, right. 
But you still can't wash your hair. And dragons, come on. I don't know. Um, But that said, like the mythos of Dragon Age, it's really... It really hooked me, and I really care, like, what happens to the, you know, Witch of the Wilds. I really care that we find out what happened to Morrigan, you know? Um, it's it's really cool at this point, so I, I can't wait for it. And I think I think the first one was too much D&D. I think the second one, they kind of rushed out of the gate a little fast, but the characterization was better. Mm-hmm. And I'm really eager... I, I love it when teams make mistakes, learn from mistakes, put out a sequel that improves on the mistakes. And I'm really hoping they can do that this time. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up trying it at some point. Uh, you know, I always... I, I, I want to like the Dragon Age games. I just never can get into them. But maybe this one will change my mind, I'm hoping. I was kind of surprised that they decided to go back to Phantom Dust. Because... Mm-hmm. I actually played a ton of that game on the original Xbox because I had joined a a group of a a group of gamers that were not like 12 years old back on the original Xbox <laughs> and we would just play whatever was out that had Xbox Live support and that was one of the games that I must have put at least 20 hours into that game and I could not tell you a thing about it like Ooh. I can't it it, it left like it no so cool, imprint though. on my memory whatsoever and so I'm kind of I was kind of surprised that that was one of the IPs that they decided to go back and uh, and, and resuscitate. But Sunset Overdrive looks really really good though. Yeah, and I saw somebody tweet saying that Sunset Overdrive had playable female characters. So I don't know if you just get to design whoever you want and be that. I kind of wish they had said that in the trailer. I don't know where that where Twitter got that information from, but I'm a lot more interested in it if I don't have to just play as a snarky mohawk guy. <laughs> Not that he doesn't seem fun, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe I want to snar- play a snarky mohawk girl, for example. Yeah, so according to USA Today, who hopefully is a little bit more uh, more reliable than the LA Times, who said that Nintendo had announced the new white PlayStation. <laughs> did did oh. you guys see that, by the way? I it was did. all over Twitter today. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, my first thought was mankind can ne- go no further. Like, we have a white PlayStation. But, it, yeah... It, yeah, it says that at the very beginning, you can choose to be male or female. You can choose your race, your clothes, your color, your hair, your body style, and you can change it at any time. Cool. So. Awesome. Sort of Saints Row-y. I yeah. saw some Saints Row comparisons on Twitter, too. Hmm. Not a bad comparison to make. That is a complimentary comparison, yeah. I think. See, Assassin's Creed, not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. Way too mm-hmm. hard. I mean, they have to do all those different hairstyles and everything else, too. It's terrible. It really is. <laughs> so, um, Amanda, what caught your eye in the uh, the Microsoft? Anything? Or anything we haven't talked about? <sighs> Nothing that you haven't already talked about. I mean, I, I was way more excited about PlayStation yeah. than I was about yeah, Xbox. So like, I. I, I, I. I definitely fall into the PlayStation camp, I'm yeah, sorry to too. say. But, like, no, I mean, Tomb Raider was very excited about. I thought that looked amazing. And then I was actually pretty intrigued by Phantom Dust. I thought that looked really... I thought it looked pretty, but I mean, isn't that the job of the trailer? Like, the gameplay itself could be absolute crap. (laughs) But the trailer looks fantastic. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, Xbox didn't really do it for me this year. Well, Oh, I I would be remiss if I don't at least mention Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition (gasps) EX Plus Alpha. Greatest name ever. (laughs) Ever. 
I, I, I have enjoyed those games when I've played them for, like, a couple of hours. I mean, it's cool to kill zombies with, like, a, a lightsaber or, you know, like, a lawnmower, but I... It's, they're, they're good. They're fun for like the first two or three hours, and then they get really tedious and really difficult all at the yeah. same time. And then that's yeah. the end of it. Like I, that was a, my experience with both of the first two. Also, yeah. is that it's it's just not one. But I'm looking but for. I guess if you could put Street Fighter characters in and like combo moves and super moves and stuff like that, maybe that would make it a little mm-hmm. bit more fun. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want to spend you know sixty dollars on the game plus whatever it is for the DLC in order to in order to find out. So I guess before we go to Nintendo. Uh, Oh, is this the part where Steve has his fanboy moment for like half an hour on Nintendo's awesome press conference? <laughs> you'll be, su- you'll be surprised, but that's beside the point. Really? Okay. <laughs> but just as far as EA and, and well, Ubisoft, we they, we don't need to talk about them anymore. We've talked about, aside from Valiant yeah. Hearts, which looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with a World War One game, though. I, and the, the trailer had a lot of feels. But lots of but fails. I don't I don't know what the gameplay is going to be like, but I'm interested in uh, in what they're going to do with that game. But uh, EA announced Mirror's Edge two, mm-hmm. yeah. which is yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which which is a big deal because that seemed like the the title that was doomed to be uh, left to the ages. I mean, I guess they did a couple of the iOS games or AIOS game based on it, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do because that's the one game. That I the only game that I have not been able to play because of motion sickness was the oh, original wow. Mirror's Edge. I don't wow. know what it is. I think it's just the running and constantly bobbing up and down and, and flipping around and stuff like that. I don't know what it is, but I, I I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do, and it gave me and it made me motion sick. So I'm hoping that the uh, I want because it's one of those games that I really 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 want to like, and I just couldn't play it. So I'm hoping that hmm. the sequel will will improve on that because I'll definitely give that give that another try. So what you're saying is this would be a really good candidate for Oculus Rift? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting nauseous just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. No. Oh. By the way, did you guys hear about Alien Isolation being hooked up to um, Oculus Rift? Yeah, I did. <gasps> oh, my God. That sounds I can't, no. really intense. Yeah. Yes. You, you've got Mirror's Edge 2. I've got Aliens. I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> I would just oh no that would be nausea mm. for other reasons like anxiety yeah <laughs> that sounds great yeah aliens scared the crap out of me as a kid I did too I, I, I think alien, I'm numb I, yeah. to it now but ugh. <laughs> I still have nightmares about aliens because that's how much it traumatized me as a child which is why I love that series so much so, <laughs> no, so yeah. there you go good yeah, and it's inspired so many games. It's like the yeah. inspiration yes. for a lot of our aesthetics in sci-fi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I missed an opportunity while I was pregnant. I was I was about like six months pregnant, right around Halloween, Aww. and I really missed the opportunity to have like a chest burster <laughs> as my costume. That would have been perfect, and oh. yeah, blew it. Maybe you you can do it next time. Yeah, right? if you yeah. ever. That seems like yeah. a good enough reason to get pregnant again, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Right? right? Just make sure to totally time it a sane like, reason. Explain to your significant <laughs> other. We just have to time this out so that it works with Halloween again, and I'm sure they'll understand. Oh my God, no! He'll he'll be encouraging it. <laughs> he, he he is so into Halloween. He'll be all over that. Great. <laughs> it's an Nintendo. So yeah, so let's go. Let's go oh, over yeah. to Nintendo. So. I like how the Nintendo section of our document is 
It just has copious citations. It's really... <laughs> it's clear that our love-hate relationship with Nintendo has continued. No, the, the only Aww. reason that, that, that there are that many links is because I was stuck at a playground while my daughter was having a softball game while I was writing while I was writing the notes so that was what was in my RSS reader when I was going through and updating fair enough so it, it's All not right. it's not Likely because of my story, you know Steve. my secret love affair with Nintendo but it was uh just that just happened it's to not be. a secret it's not it's well not secret. i feel like this press conference was nintendo just winning my heart back i don't know i know mm-hmm. i know they they went for the adorable they didn't did they? they they really i mean but then also bayonetta and just yeah. like yeah smash mm-hmm. bros and all these other aspects of things i like it's like they were just telling me maddie we want you back <laughs> It's, I don't know. I think the only thing that really concerned me as a general theme about Nintendo is that there's really nothing else for the rest of this year other than what we already knew about, which is Bayonetta, Hyrule Warriors, and Smash Brothers. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to get all that stuff. So it's Well, yeah. <laughs> but so that means that we basically have three games to look forward to for the Wii. Well, the on the Wii the U. I yeah. mean, they've got Pokemon coming out. I mean... I don't know. I was I was psyched. There really wasn't very much for the 3DS at all. There was there was Pokemon and and Smash Brothers and was there anything else? I don't think well, there was. They've had some layoffs recently too, right? Like there's some sad Nintendo news behind the scenes. They yeah. they clo- I think they they closed one of their offices in Europe. Yeah. So there was one one office that was getting consolidated into another office in Europe for uh that was came out like last week. So yeah, they're not they're not doing great. But you would think that I mean, maybe they don't need to focus on the 3DS because people are buying them anyway. But it just seemed kind of odd that the 3DS well, in their in their press conference got about as much love as the Vita did in the PlayStation conference. Hmm. And and hmm. given how much the 3DS is carrying them right now, you would have thought that they would have other, it would have been more. you know, at least something else other than just Smash Brothers and uh, and Pokemon. Yeah, well, maybe this was their last ditch yeah. effort to get the Wii U out. This was yeah. just what they chose to sink their efforts into. Yeah. Yeah, to really highlight that. Mm-hmm. Which is a valid strategy. I mean, they have yeah. to. But They might feel like people already the- bought the 3DS. I mean... The sales numbers yeah. for that are a lot higher, and now they just need to convince people to buy the Wii U to go with it for Smash Bros. or whatever it may be. Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just love it because every week you're like, you're just like Super Smash, Smash Bros. And I feel like I could go have a convert after talking to you on this podcast, I could go fake like knowledge about this with somebody at a party i should teach you some buzzwords you should you should just say fox only final destination no items and they'll nod impressively (laughs) just say that phrase wait i'm writing this down repeat after me okay okay fox only no items (laughs) final destination got it that means that you play for skill and not for fun that's what that phrase means i like that so i i have to say this about nintendo's press conference is it just me or is 2014 nintendo kind of porny is that just me because i'm like i noticed you mentioning that it is it is nintendo has reached its adolescence spree and it's feeling a lot of feelings about girls maybe they don't have cuties you know Uh, right because i mean bayonetta yeah we talked about that but like they're like a new character comes out for super smash brother what was her name like lady valentina it's like butt shot cleavage shot yeah um yeah from kid icarus yeah there, yeah, there was something yeah. a little bit 
a little bit wrong about the Bayonetta wearing Bayonetta wearing the Princess Peach Princess Peach. Costume. I was yes. like, whoa, what is this? That, yeah, at the very end, the uh-huh. other outfits for Bayonetta were very strange. I mean, not that I don't like seeing Bayonetta in a very suit, but it is bizarre. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's really it's weird. a strange juxtaposition of styles. Let's put it that way. I mean, it was one it's, thing like back when yeah. Soul Calibur Two came out and Link was in it, and that was kind of you know kind of awesome. But this is it. Just seems really out of place. I don't know. I mean, it's not you know because those games are just so cartoony. Uh-huh. At least, at least Mario is, and then it just—it seems like an odd juxtaposition. It definitely will be odd, but yeah. I do appreciate that they're going to ship the first Bayonetta with Bayonetta yeah. two. I mean, that's oh, are they? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, they're going to oh pack it together. The first was so good. It is so, yeah, good. but that's it's motivational so for people who didn't purchase the yeah. first one, and since it's not available on the Wii U or wouldn't have been, they're basically making it available. Is it going to be the same cost? I think so. It sounded like oh, yes, wow. so like two games yeah. for the price of one. So, that's, yeah, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, and it also sounded like those extra outfits were going to be in the Bayonetta one version that they're yes. putting out, yeah. not oh, awesome. Bayonetta yes. two. Awesome. Yeah, that's so that's, as long as I don't have to go to a GameStop, I'm in. <laughs> like, if I can go to any other store but a GameStop, I'm, I'm such in. as the Amazon.com warehouse. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will go to the Amazons. I will go to the Toys R Us. I do not want to go to a GameStop and have a you know guy ask me to pre-order some stupid titles. And yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. That's oh. fair. I feel like whenever I go to GameStop, they don't have what I want. So I hear you. Um, Respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is. Can I make an admission about this week? So I watch all these press conferences, like generally as I'm developing, you know. So it's like back and forth. Right. And Nintendo has some new zany peripheral number nine thousand that they're bringing out. What is the, this? The amiibo? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. What is that? What is so? I, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll try to tackle this because I've probably spent more money on stupid plastic figures that go along with video games than anybody else on this show. Because I've probably put I've put more money into Skylanders than I'd like to admit, and it's <laughs> it's ostensibly for my kids, but not really. I was just gonna say, is it for you or for we, the girls? We we drove probably an hour out of our way to find a rattle shake for for Skylander Swap Force a couple weeks ago and the kids could really care less so yeah <laughs> maddie we're going to stage the intervention yeah, this I, week there, I, we're going over i there. can already see the banner hanging in my living room the intervention yeah. banner oh. um, but it's I, I don't get i don't get what they're doing though so that so what happens is that there's nfc built into the wii u gamepad so that little box in the lower left if you if you're one of like the three people outside of this podcast who owns a wii u (laughs) that little box in the lower left is is where the nfc chip is so apparently you can buy these characters and then they save your stats like the skylanders do yeah and then you can bring them into the game and what they showed was Iwata bring in mario in the middle of his match but what i don't get and they really haven't made clear is what the benefit of that is going to be because you already have all those characters in the game. So why do you have to buy a character with Mario on it in order to see, in order to get him into the game if you already have him in the game? It doesn't, they didn't really do a very good job of explaining 
what so they were going to do. So this brings them into Super Smash, Fox Only, No Items. <laughs> Final Destination. Yeah, yes. no, I, I had the exact same question, Steve. Yeah. And it, I wondered the same thing about things like the Miis being available in Smash, apparently, which someone told me, is that true? Um, the the Miis are, yeah, so yeah. what they said is there's actually going to be three different battle types with of right. the Miis. One, like a brawler, a sword fighter, and a blaster. It seems like a strange thing to add. Well, I don't I mean, see. I don't know why they've been adding these into every one of those types of games. I know forever. they're in Mario Kart as well, right. which okay, fine. Yeah, but I, it's it's odd. It's an odd juxtaposition of styles to have like a game, a fighting game, which admittedly Smash is not the most serious fighting game in the world, but it's unusual to have. The implementation of the Miis and also the sort of toy elements. Yeah, I, I, I'm not crazy about it personally. It seems kind of weird well, to me. I, I feel like we're going to reach peak toy at some point. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like where we're getting to is around the Rock Band Two era, where mm. everybody had where Band Hero was coming out and DJ Hero came out, and there were all these plastic instruments, and then all of a sudden everyone decided no mas. And mm-hmm. and that was the end of it. And I feel like we're getting pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you'll be able to get a third mortgage to buy. I, I know, right? <laughs> so, and and, and right? it's like I see Disney Infinity two now, and I'm just like, no, no more. I'm done. No more. They didn't. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, enough. Like even Skylanders. I know I'm going to end up getting Trap Team at some point. Hopefully, when it's like on sale for thirty five dollars as opposed to eighty, and you know that'll. Th- that'll end up sucking my my wallet dry for the next couple months after that but it's just like there's there's too many of these and it's it's getting to the point where you really need to sell it and i don't i don't understand what the what the value proposition is of buying these things i just don't is it that your kids will leave you alone probably probably that's probably oh that's absolutely what it's going to be because no that you know what you're absolutely right because that's what's going to happen is that i'm going to go into target this is exactly this is exactly the scenario. Okay, I'm just guessing. I'm going I'm to sorry. go into Target, <laughs> yeah. and there's going to be the aisle that has the Skylanders and the Disney Infinity, and now there's going to be this this amiibo crap, and they're going to see it, and they're going to put the figure down on the on the the thing in front of the television. Daddy, when are we going to buy this? Dad, are we going to buy this? And then I buy twelve. That's probably what's going to happen, and then they'll use it once, and then I'll end up using the rest using it for the rest of the time. See, when I go to Target, I just avoid like the left side of the store. Like I just don't go over in that area. <laughs> yeah, I, the problem is the electronics clearance is also over there, so that's you know. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's your danger zone too. You have to walk through the lava to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. damn. It's a uh, you know, it's it's some sort of a of a spiritual challenge or something mm-hmm. like that, but. Mm-hmm. Have you tried blindfolding them before you go to talk? I'm, I'm not a parent. I'm just guessing. Well, we do like, we do own is, eye patches, yeah. so I could just put eye patches on both yeah. eyes. I and get then, the sense you know. that Steve also has a secret desire. Like, it's not just that his kids are oh, asking. Yeah. I don't think I it's the like kids. I feel like Steve is, is the one saying yes and then also using these toys. Yeah, I, I definitely do not have a very high resolve. <laughs> we'll put it that way. I... I I don't need much of a push to end up going down this path, and I'm telling you, Steve, you are you're one game of Mortal Kombat ten away from just turning from the kitty side and like becoming a gristled hardcore 
soulless gamer like Maddie and me. Like, you can, <laughs> I don't know, Brie. I don't know can, if we're going right, to be able to get it. Right. I just look <laughs> at, look at his interest in these adorable Mario right, toys. Right. Yeah, I have been playing Wolfenstein some more this week, so you know I've been oh, shiv- right? I have yeah. I have been shiving people in the neck. Were you eating pizza? I was not eating pizza. You need to eat pizza. You need to eat pizza while sitting on your couch. The problem is right. I'm do- doing it at five thirty in the morning before the- my kids wake up. So no, it's- no, no, no. You need to be doing this at noon, and that needs to be when you've awoken <laughs> for the day. Yeah. Why can't you make that work with your lifestyle? I- you know, the PlayStation <laughs> is just really bulky to put in my backpack and take with me to work, though. <laughs> It's okay. My life is is not a healthy one. Don't don't emulate me. Hey, what I love about my job is if I roll into office at one in the afternoon, like nobody can say anything. So. You're the boss. It's great. I am the boss. Though Amanda will give me the stink eye. So Yeah, through Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I can sense your stink eye through Skype. Uh. So Is that the show just, title this week? Oh we we've got plenty we've got plenty to choose from. <laughs> Cool. All right. So, did we miss anything? Can well, we, we didn't just... talk about Zelda Wii U at all. We didn't. Uh, Which I uh, oh, and the missing character. I honestly like this is the only part of the Nintendo thing that I'm like I've been burned too too much. Nintendo. Right. Yeah. I don't trust yeah. you anymore. I I that's that's where I'm at on Zelda. I am very reluctant about all mm. Zeldas, especially after Skyward Sword. I'm just like yeah, you yeah. gotta prove I, yourself. I to love me. that you said that, Maddie. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I can't voice the same opinion. Thank you. <laughs> I played Link to the Past too, and it's a great game. It's super well balanced, great items, but it's the same game I've played mm-hmm. on Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. It's the same game I've played on Super Nintendo. I've I've done this. I've I they need to innovate for the formula. Yeah. 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 I mean it looks great. I hope that you know, I mean we're all going to end up playing it at some point, I'm sure. I mean, it's just inevitable. So It'll hopefully, it's eventually. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not in a big hurry. You know, no, I'm not either. I'm more interested in Smash. I'm more yeah. interested in Bayonetta. Splatoon looked really, really good. Actually, I came out of nowhere, and I was actually really impressed with Splatoon. And it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks really interesting. If Link will like burn a hole through someone's chest and their heart <laughs> pops down, like then I'll get on board with Zelda. But, yeah, why yeah. isn't Zelda Until more hardcore? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, I want I want bones breaking. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. want Zelda to shiv someone. That's all I want. And they keep not giving me that. Well, Zelda is the girl, so. I know. I know. She's a what? lady. What? But she could have like she a could shiv. Be, she could be shiving. Yeah. Hard to animate, though. It is hard to animate, so, uh, you know, Zelda Very shiving. Hard. Yeah, it's really just way too hard to animate. Mostly her walking is what the problem is. Anyway. Uh, t- too bitter? Too bitter? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone want to talk about Mario Maker at all? Is that is that interest anybody? So I want to make a world one one that my husband and Maddie's boyfriend can play through for Super Mario. <laughs> so just that no gaps and no and no enemies. Not, no way to die. Um, <laughs> that's that's my interest in it. Um, I I think my boyfriend would be pretty. He's good at he's good at that kind of game. I don't know. I don't have any interest in games like this. I enjoyed that yeah. Portal level maker though. So maybe I could get into this. Did anybody else ever yeah. play with that Portal level maker when they came out with that? No, I, I've never I've never spent time playing with any level makers. Like it's That's just like the only one that I got really into. 
playing with the little turrets was fun. So I, I liked some of the animations that they showed people making the, the multiple stacks of turtles okay. and whatnot. And I was kind of like, all right, yeah. maybe there's a cool way to make Mario levels. But cool. I feel like this is something that people just in online mod communities have already been doing for yeah. so many years that it's bizarre to be like, we're finally releasing an official modding tool. It, am I wrong about that? I don't know. No. Yeah. Seems I, I feel like I make games all day long <laughs> and I really, yeah. I, I make content all day long. I don't need Nintendo to release a tool to do it. Cause it's why I do, you know, 12, 13, 14 hours a day. So Yeah, but Bree, right. imagine yeah. you're like eleven years old, right? Right. Oh, right, all right. It- I, I could see my I could see my daughters getting into this. Like I pay money to not have to make the levels. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's I've never really though I did appreciate them trolling creating a troll level where they just built blocks around the castle so Mario couldn't actually finish the level. I did appreciate <laughs> I liked that, that one. Nice. Yeah. I liked whoever. Do you think it's a response to Flappy Bird? Hmm. Like, since Flappy Bird was built with all the all the pieces parts. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah. I think Nintendo saw Flappy Bird. They're like, damn it, we got. To make uh, yeah, that's probably what it was. And then Miyamoto. Oh, I can't wait for Flappy Mario. Mario. That's Mario. Oh, Excuse me, I've gosh. been I've been admonished for my uh, my pronunciation of of the man's name. It's Mario, I not Mario. Say anything, but yeah. you know, it's pronounced both Mario and Mario in original in the original commercials Italian. so i'm gonna give you a pass okay well as long as you approve maddie that's all that matters i mean ask an italian right i don't know i don't write into the show and tell steve why his pronunciation is wrong or right please tell no because i've already gotten enough people writing in to tell me that my pronunciation is wrong if my if you think my pronunciation oh, really? is right oh. yeah. i didn't realize this was in response to something my bad okay. oh yes yes i've been that's over on app.net thing. they've been Torturous, torturing me mercilessly about my pronunciation of Mario. Oh. Is there anything else? <laughs> is it? Is it? I, I I want to strongly advocate this week's show title being "It's Hard to Animate Zelda Shiving People." <laughs> I don't know how. That's not the title. Like I just. I don't even have to yeah. send out an email this week. It'll yeah. be it'll Maddie, be that much more efficient. I bow to you. You win this week. <laughs> Good job. Does Shiving have two V's though? I'll I'll have to look that up. We'll have to get an official ruling from the line judge. We don't want anybody to write in about misspellings (laughs) or mispronunciations this week, so we're really going to have to clarify that. All right. Does anybody have anything else for the good of the order? I would like to thank our very special guest star, Amanda Warner, for showing us. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. It has been a blast. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. with, With Georgia gone this week, the whole podcast could have really turned to the dark side so we've appreciated you being here yeah brie and i could have ganged up on steve and like made him kill a man i I, I would have been hiding under my desk for the second half of the podcast and that would have just what do you have to say for ubisoft doing this steve yeah what's wrong with you what's wrong (laughs) if i could be permitted to play neanderthal's advocate for just a minute (laughs) all right as always you can you can go visit the website to see the show notes at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can send us email and tell me that I'm not pronouncing Mario incorrectly at uh, feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can follow the show at isometricshow. And again, if, you, if you're if willing to take the couple minutes to go over to iTunes and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate that. You can follow me. I'm at Wicked Good. And Bree, where can people find you? They can uh, spice cat out on Twitter. And Maddie? On Twitter, at Samus Clone. And Amanda, where can people find you? 
on Twitter myself, uh, Animator Mommy. All right. So uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good one.